All right, welcome one and all to the SVT Sports Podcast. I am in the driver's seat. My name is Vince. I'm hanging out with Sam. And today in for Tyler, we have Daniel. How's it going, fellas? What's up? What up, what up, what up? And of How course, are you guys? On, on the ones and twos, we have Tim. Timmy. What's going on? I'm good. I'm, I am I cut you off there, Sam, a little bit. I'm doing good. Uh, we just had our fantasy draft, so uh, I'm feeling pretty good about my team. You know, roster I'm not. a couple times. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> Bro, I am in love with my fantasy team. I just had Yeah, my... I picked last. I picked last. Oh, yeah, I the picked second Sam? to last. So uh, I get the last pick of the first round, the first pick of the second round, and then yeah. and I'm I, in the I worst was spot. I was ninth, so I was literally picking like I was bracketing Sam the entire time. I was fifth. I'm, so who all right, who was who was your first round uh first round pick? Oh um I forget. Uh mine was with the fifth pick, I took Jamar Chase. That that ain't bad. That's not bad. How is Jamar falling? Because he's five, like top three. Yeah, he's like top yeah, three. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Um uh I, I'm actually gonna look it up right now because it's it, it it's really important to know. Uh, I, I think I picked, yeah, it was Steph Diggs. Ooh, good, good, good uh, one. Yeah, good one. What about you, Sam? From the nine. Oh, it's embarrassing. Who's your number? Who's that? Who I don't even about? remember. Uh, I have to see. get my phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this is enthralling, uh, I'm sure. Uh, great oh, you radio. Had, you had, you had uh, Tony Pollard and then uh, back, uh, went uh, with Devontae Smith right after. Yeah. I went, true. I went, uh, what's his name? So I went Jamar Chase and Tyreek Hill slips to me. Oh man. Uh so then I followed that up with B. John Robinson in the second round. So that was, you know, off to a strong start. Then I get Jalen Waddle and I'm I'm trusting the rookies. I'm going Jameer Gibbs in the fourth. So uh two rookie uh, running backs. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be I scary. I don't think I have any rookies on my roster this year. I normally do. Like I normally like try to find a keeper because the way our league works is that you can have a keeper if you drafted him after the ninth round, but you have to draft him two rounds prior uh, to where you pick them up the next year. So I've had so, just, like if, so I've had gra- Justin Herbert for like the last four years, and I oh, drafted okay. him in the thirteenth this year. Okay, that's that's wild. That's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah we don't we, we don't really do keepers with ours. We just uh, uh, refresh, let everybody start clean, clean slate. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you know a lot of fun though. Uh, I think it's it's about time though. We, we we've been talking fantasy for just a hot second. Let's talk real football. Preseason week three has ended. Uh, Daniel, Sam, you're both Raiders fans. Uh, what did you think about the uh, last Raiders game? Um, I'll go first. <laughs> Please. The I you know the offense I thought still looks really good. Um, I'm impressed with what what Aiden O'Connell is doing. So that's still all pluses. I think defensively was the first time this preseason that you kind of got flashbacks of last season and, you know, you got this guy Greer announced that he's going to get cut and then just comes in like Baker Mayfield off the airplane and just (laughs) throwing touchdowns, running for touchdowns. So it's the, um, the collapsing, you know, and just those types of situations was like the most concerning thing. I do think the defense is better. But going from what, 31 to 28, 25, or are we going to see for this team to be competitive and and have a shot? You got to be in in the top 15. You got to have a top 15 defense. 
And I'm saying that's because I think they're going to have a top five offense. I think offensively, they're probably going to be pretty good. Yeah, I think, and I mean, I don't know about you, Sam, but I, when I first saw Aiden O'Connell, I'm like, is that Derek Carr? What the fuck is he doing back out on the field? Mm-hmm. Dude looks exactly <laughs> like DC, bro. And all he's missing is the, uh, the, 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 the eye, uh, the eye black eyeliner. Yeah. Yes, uh, eyeliner. eyeliner. Yeah. Um, but no, man, I, I, I've been very impressed with Aiden. I'm very happy that we picked them up and where we picked them up. Um, but to your point, I still worry about our defense. Our secondary is, it's very hit and miss. And that's where, that's what we're, what's always been our Achilles heels been our secondary. So I'm hoping that this turns around that they figure something out that, you know, we don't see, that we don't know yet. But, you know, overall, I'm very happy to hear that Jacobs is coming back. You know, it's a one-year, $12 million deal. It's, you need you need a guy like Josh in the backfield, bro, especially for somebody like Jimmy, who doesn't have the greatest arm in the world, but it'll definitely open up the field for him a lot more. Right. I think what they're hoping for on the defensive side of the ball is we got to see a little bit of their first round draft pick. Uh, David, was it Tyree? Uh, David mm-hmm. Tyree. David Tyree. Um, he looked really good in the limited play uh, that he had. Um, there was a great conversation on air about um, uh, Max Crosby, you know, kind of talking about when he got to the Raiders, there wasn't really a guy for him on the defense to really learn from there wasn't a veteran all you know all pro veteran teaching him the the ropes and he takes a lot of pride in teaching and so does Chandler Jones in teaching the the next generation of young guys on how to be a pro um you know Chandler Jones didn't have his best year last year we all know that we expected more we expect a bounce back year he has to have a big year this year he will um and I think he will um but his conditioning is, you know, second to none. Like Chandler Jones keeps his body in very good shape, even though the numbers didn't show it last year, he's in good shape. Um, Max Crosby has, you look at his rookie card to right now, his body is completely different. Um, And if you don't know the Max Crosby story, you know, check that out. You know, it's it's an inspirational story. Um, So I think what they're hoping for is they got, three guys that can get after the quarterback. Um, it kind of reminds me what the 49ers built with their defense was they had a really weak secondary, and what did they do? They loaded up on getting after the quarterback. So I think what they're trying to do is improve that front seven to create more opportunities for the secondary to just go up and get a ball. Um, and I think I think you you are going to see improvement. I think the secondary is improved from last season. Um, but again, is it going to move, is it going to improve three to four spots, five spots? That's not going to do it. You got to really, you know, move up half. And right. that's, uh, that's a scary prediction from a, a last place defense to a top 15 defense. That's a huge jump, dude. Stranger things yeah. have happened. Yeah. I- I'm wondering, could they get away with like, you know, the 20th ranked defense? Do you think they could sneak into the playoffs as the 20th? Is the offense good enough? to overcome that do you think they're that good on offense to overcome a 20th or i mean if you have like a ground and pound offense that keeps the opposing quarterback off the field for long periods of time because i mean i remember i don't remember the exact opponent but i remember somebody was playing against the patriots and it was like in the heydays of brady you know being brady and 
they just ran the ball down the opposing team's throw and just kept them off the field, just kept, kept on converting first downs and killed the clock as much as they could because what's the best way to neutralize a strong quarterback? Keep them on the sideline. Yeah. yeah. I do think they're they're going to bringing back Josh Jacobs and having Zamir White, um, they're going to have the ability to to run the ball. So if they have the lead, they're going to grind. Mm-hmm. They're going to grind, and they're going to have a quarterback like Jimmy G, and we've seen what uh, Aiden O'Connell can do. They're going to hit the open man. It reminds you a lot of what the Patriots did. And, like, what's interesting about the Patriot Josh McDaniels offense, I really don't find it that much different than what the John Gruden offense was doing. Obviously, maybe the language and verbiage is different, but in concept, they're the same. Old school football, they're one of the few offenses that still had a fullback, uses the tight end a lot as a blocker or catcher or a hybrid or two tight ends. Like, they both did the same thing. It's both, like, just good old football. Knock knock on wood if you're with me. You know, but it's like the, uh, (laughs) you know, it's old school football. It's throwback football. Um, I, I just think with Josh McDaniels, it was, um, it was executed probably better. Sometimes I didn't agree a lot with the play calling of what the Gruden era did. And that was good Gruden when the, you know, the, the winning seasons. And it's also this 2.0 Gruden where I'm like, man, dude, like that's the worst call. Like that was terrible. Um, but anyway, I, I do think this Raiders team is, overall improved after seeing them in the preseason. I I think Daniel and I have both been pretty critical of the Raiders and McDaniels and and I'm not apologizing for it. I'm not taking it back. That still stands. They have, it looks like they've improved, but until we see it in action, I think what I'm expecting, I still expect this team. It should be a 10 win team. I see nine or 10 wins that you have to get. Because if you have, like in Vince's scenario, if you if your defense moves up to 20 and you have, you know, w- what we expect to have a pretty good offense, you know, you got to win some games. You know, it, it, you know, you were so close last year. You were basically a 10-win team and your defense gave away those losses. What, five, yep. five losses um, that were come from behind um, games that they gave up? So, Something like that, yeah. Yeah, you got to turn around those. Um, you flip those losses. games. You're a yeah. ten win team. Yeah, I, with, I mean, with you the flip... quarterback who you you said couldn't hang. Mm-hmm. You know? So, ten wins. I don't know. What do you think, Daniel? Nine or ten is kind of like where I'm at too. And I mean, they have like, like I mean, we have Devontae, we have Jacoby Myers, we have Hunter Renfro. You know, we have Jacobs back. I don't see any reason why we can't you know, take over this division. I mean, the, the, obviously the X factor is how we're going to play against, you know, our division, how we're going to play against the chiefs specifically, Yeah. because we know there are times when we play up against Kansas city. And then there are times when the Raiders just play like the worst team in football against Kansas city. Like they just tear Mahomes just tears them apart. Right. Um, I want to like, I, I would not mind if the two games we play against Kansas city are like that close game winner on that Thursday night football where we had like where Carlson had like three chances at the extra point because of penalties and they wound up winning at the, at the end. I do. I do want uh, to, in closing uh, Vince on the Raiders, I know we got to move on, but I do find that there's going to be a lot of Raider fans and 49er fans like 
celebrating when Jimmy G's not playing because we all want to see Aiden O'Connell. I do. The, I the do. 49er fans are like, yeah, we witnessed that. It led to, you know, Brock Purdy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see some some writers plays and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. That's bad, Jimmy. You know? Yeah. Or, or, or hey, oh yeah, that guy, that was good, Jimmy. I, you know, yeah. I'm... Or oh, oh, there's injured Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Vince is gonna be that. Uh, he's gonna be that Franco meme first time. <laughs> yeah, 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 first time. <laughs> yeah, Buster Scruggs. First yep. time. First time. <laughs> oh man. All right, Vince, get us back call. on track. All right, so now uh, we're just gonna talk real quickly about the Niners. Uh, the last game didn't really matter because the big breaking news right before the games happened, a couple hours ahead of time. Trey Lance gets shipped off to Dallas. I officially am holding this L for me because I was one of the uh, Trey Lance truthers and he just, he never got his chance. And th- uh, when he finally did get his chance to start, he, I mean, there was that the one game was in a monsoon and then he broke his leg and he couldn't play again. And then Jimmy took over. Then Jimmy ended up getting hurt because Jimmy Garoppolo and then we see Brock Purdy emerge and and Brock Purdy just never gave the job back. And Trey couldn't even get past Sam Darnold on the depth chart. Um, I think he was actually probably gonna be below Brandon Allen. Um, and uh if if draft capital and if they were going to keep four quarterbacks, I mean nobody's gonna do that, but I think Brandon Allen outplayed him, uh, to be honest, too, like in the preseason. So it doesn't really surprise me that he was found his way at the bottom of the depth chart. And what what actually kind of did surprise me was everybody else. Like, uh, like there was about five teams interested in Trey, like, you know, for like a fifth or a sixth rounder, uh, Jerry fucking Jones comes over the top and says, we'll give you a fourth rounder for him. And um, I don't, I don't know what Jerry's thinking. Maybe, maybe he's hoping uh budget Trey Lance can uh, force uh uh, Dak Prescott to take a cheaper contract to stick around after this year or whatever. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know the contract situation exactly over there, but um, there's, I, 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 I honestly, I'm just, I'm just I'm disappointed that Trey couldn't get, he couldn't earn his way onto the field is really what it comes down to. And uh, you know, I had high hopes, uh, but they're all dashed on the pavement now. And uh like a watermelon dropped from like 10 stories up. It's just splattered. And yeah, that's how it's feeling now. I don't I think, think San- Oh, go well, ahead, Daniel. No, 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 no go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think the San Francisco brass just gave them enough of a chance. Like I understand you see him every day in practice, but eight games, that's not a big enough sample size to like make a strong evaluation on a player. I mean, just imagine if the Colts had only given Peyton Manning eight games to prove himself. And decided, you know what, man, let's just throw him away. And then somebody else gets the Peyton Manning that we all got. Can you imagine that, dude? Like, this is, I honestly don't think San Francisco gave him a fair enough shot. Like, and like I said, I get it. They see him every single day in practice. They see him do the reps. They see him do X, Y, Z, but he's still a young kid. Like, he's still learning how to be a pro. So young. He's still learning how to be a pro. Like, yeah, I mean, his career's not over yet by any means, but he's going to. He's going to get a fresh start in Dallas. And the fact that they traded him to Dallas, I mean, to me, that tells me that they, they they just don't think it's going to happen. It sounded like they liked Trey, the human being, a lot more than they liked Trey, the football player. 
I mean, quarterback at this point is, I mean, just based on the reaction and how it, you know, how it all ended up going down and you send him to a guy to a team that I've hated since 1971. I, I was just know? about to say that <laughs> I was about uh, to say, didn't you just trade him to like your sworn rival from the sworn 90s enemy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. I mean, like, like God, that, so uh, obviously I hope Trey figures it out and he figures it out for a team. That's not Dallas. Um, uh, so that would be extra good for me uh, just emotionally. Uh, but also it just, who ends up, you know, who, who ends up on the worst end of this? Is it the 2021 49ers for trading all of that away to get like all those picks in draft, you know, like equity to get Trey or is it the 2023 49ers who gave up on Trey and he ends up going somewhere else that values mobile quarterbacks and he somehow figures it out and maybe starts playing, you know, quality football, like in like a year or two. I don't I know. Think, I think if, both. if uh, what I'm hoping to happen is Trey Lance's become successful wherever, right. He just becomes a successful quarterback and the reason why, not just for his career that, it, you know, I was actually really excited that the 49ers drafted him. Um, I, I'm i on the side of, like, Purdy just looks like the guy that you got to roll with, unfortunately, because he looks like he fits what Kyle wants to do. And I don't think that's necessarily an indictment on uh, Lance. I just think, like, he has a different physical skill set his game is kind of built for a, I'll say a modern era game. He's not really a pass first guy, but that doesn't mean he he can't grow into passing. We've seen guys, you know, be able to run. Um, he has a cannon for an arm. I just think, you know, there's some other things that he needed to work on. And I hope he's successful for his own personal career, but also for Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, you hope that they identified a talent. Like mm -hmm. that's the thing is that, Maybe the they got the timeline wrong. That's okay. Like we thought he was going to be really good in year two or three, and it didn't work out that way. But he ended up getting good in let's say year three, four, or five. Like he becomes really good. Like you hope based he's on, on like, the Geno Smith track. Maybe the evaluation. Oh, that's a good. That's a good metaphor. Right you there. want the evaluation to be like no, we identified a good quarterback. It's just unfortunately a monsoon injuries derailed that plan we ended up you know rolling uh you know we found gold we in found the, gold in, of the draft exactly yeah. we you know we have this crazy strange circumstance it's perfect we our championship window is now hopefully the 49ers win one this year or next year and then two years from now three years from now you're like damn trey lance is really good and the 49ers and Shanahan can kind of say, we we knew it was coming. We knew it was there. Unfortunately, we were in a, a two-year window to get a ring or two, you know. So that's what I hope happens. But I, I hate to say it is what I think is going to happen is he's probably not going to achieve what the, the expectations that we fringe – fandom media, you know, put on him. I don't think he's going to achieve that, um, which is also questioning Kyle Shanahan and uh, Lynch's uh, drafting. And what did, you know, that's a concern because, because yeah. there's other draft picks 
not just Trey Lance. There's uh, they got a, they missed on a lot of first rounders. Yeah. yeah, they they um they do pretty good like deeper work like like the the later draft picks they they seem to work out pretty well. George Kittle was a fifth rounder, you know. I mean, uh, how we talk about our quarterback, <laughs> fucking Brock Purdy, man. Mr. Uh, the dead last, Mister Irrelevant, but. Uh, yeah, like those early round picks have been a lot of misses, and, and uh, it's it, it's a little bit frustrating uh, to just like it, you got to hit on those uh, top picks, man. So maybe in the end, it doesn't matter that they traded away uh, a couple of for extra firsts because they would have missed on it anyway. Vince, you know? so whatever. Vince, it's I heard fine. this. I heard this on a, on the radio today. Uh, Jeff Garcia on this team with this defense. <laughs> Hmm. God. Uh, I mean, he was already a pro bowler, like, a, like three saying. times. Like yep. if you have Jeff Garcia on this defense. Uh, yeah. Peak Jeff Garcia on this defense. He might get a chip. He, he might get he a might, chip or two. That's what, he that's probably what people does. were saying. Is yeah. If we're talking if Hall of Purdy, Famer at that Purdy's point. Jeff, because what Garcia had three, four, five years, something like that. He, yeah, he was on the Niners for like five years or so. Like, but five, they were. Yeah. It was a good run. Yeah, yeah. he put a, at the time 49ers, Ah, he's no Steve Young. Ah, you know, like. But yeah. I mean, back to back Hall of Famers, the bar is high. In retrospect, like you're taking Jeff Garcia right now. He, he ended up having a pretty good career. He he ended up in Philly and made a Pro Bowl again. Yeah, I mean, and then so I mean. He, he, but if you get a five-year yeah. run of Jeff Garcia with this defense and yeah, this the, offensive weapon and head specific, coaching, ooh, yeah, the um, like, the two, the year two thousand to the year two thousand two, uh, Jeff Garcia, like that time. I mean, he had Terrell Owens to throw the yeah, ball to, so true. let's at least who could still play. That. But yeah, who could still play <laughs> if you ask To? Um, I just found that an interesting uh, comment from from Forty Nine er fans because uh, I thought the same thing, and Purdy. Um, I mean, has I mean, he's he fits the offense perfect. You know, hit the open man. He calls the plays. It comes out. They look efficient. Like he just looks the part for this team. Honestly, I think what it was is that Purdy played relaxed. He's like, yeah. you know what? Who are you guys going to replace me with? Some other free aging Damn quarterback off the street? Yeah. Like, I I think that's what it was. It was timing number one and number two purdy just played relaxed like he just was out there to to have fun to play like and no pressure at that point exactly and i think that's what and kind of to your point earlier about how the niners are like missing on their earlier picks is it that they're missing on the earlier picks or are the players like getting in their heads like i'm a first rounder i'm supposed to be at this level and they start psych like mind fucking themselves in a sense yeah i mean it's possible and and maybe it, if they 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 need to f- dig deeper, I guess, on the uh, mental aspect, um, just like you know, find more mentally tough people. Maybe going, I don't know. Going don't back know. to the point of like you hope your franchise identifies good talent. Like the Raiders took Arden Key and Clee Farrell, yep. and when they left the Raiders, they were both considered duds. Like, and the Forty ers picked them both up. And all of a sudden, they look competent. So look at me now, uh, Dad. Honestly, now, like Dad. Arden mm-hmm. Key is now in Jacksonville, I believe. Yeah, he did yeah. one year in SF. Got a mm-hmm. got a better deal in Jacksonville. Um, he and he looks bag. he looks yeah. good. He looks yeah. like a solid pro. And now you're kind of seeing the same thing with Clee Farrell. I hope they're good because 
even though the, that uh, Mike Mayock and, and Gruden are not here, you hope that they drafted guys with talent. You hope the evaluation was right, you know, and it looks like maybe the Raiders gave up on those guys a little too soon. Um, but they look like good pros, and I think that's what we want with the 49ers. And they hit on the later picks, so you hope that maybe going forward they can hit on some first-round picks. Because yeah, imagine nice. if you hit, you know, you know, when, when they get first-round picks again in, like, 2026. Right. What was what was Nick? Nick was a... Nick Bosa, Nick was, Nick, Nick Bosa was a first-round first round pick. He was, like, yeah. number two overall. So, yeah. that's a hit. That's I mean, definitely a hit. Yeah. And what's the latest with his uh, deal? Um, Do you know that? He still is not in camp yet. Um, uh, he's... I think they're probably waiting till cut-down day. And then they can figure out exactly how much money uh, on top to give him what he deserves, you know? Because I think they want to make him, they have to, you know, make him the the richest, you know, contract in, you know, defensive lineman history or something like that. He's got to, he's absolutely earned that at this point. So I think it's just a question of like who they cut to, you know, and and who's, who's still on the team, uh, what sort of cap space you have at that point to make that happen. And by how much, you know, um, cut cut days tomorrow's at 4 p.m. Uh, Tuesday, Eastern, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So Tuesday, Tuesday. right around lunchtime. Yeah, 1 p.m. Yeah. Uh, Pacific. So uh, so if he's not in by Wednesday, then there's like a real fucking problem happening. Um, until then, I'm not going to quite panic just yet. Uh, if he's not in by Wednesday morning, though, um, sound the fucking alarm, ring the cowbells, all of it, man. Like uh, a, <laughs> like a red alert for all you trekkers out there, man. Like. I th- don't you think this is going to this types of these types of situation like um, Bosa? I mean, he's going to be getting paid like like a quarterback almost, you know, almost, yeah. And um, you know, in a in a salary cap that is catered around the the quarterback, you know, um, majority of rosters. If you're a Super Bowl winning team, there's so much money going to uh, the quarterback. Um, and that's why the 49ers are, are in a, a really good spot because their quarterback is so young. He's not on that, on mm. that big contract right now. Also yeah. their quarter, like they, they just sent their most expensive quarterback out of town. Right. So, um, yeah, you seventh round, uh, rookie, and then you have Sam Darnold and then you have Brandon Allen back there for whatever reason. So literally you're paying fucking peanuts for your quarterback and you're right. getting really excellent uh, production, hopefully out of Brock. So, I mean, he signed a four know, so, year, 3.7 million deal. So 934,000. Yeah. Yeah. And not so even making a full mill a year. What I'm saying is too, though, is if, if, a, if there's more players like Bosa that sign free agent contracts and you're a non quarterback player, like, how does that team also pay a quarterback? They either have to have a rookie quarterback or a cheap quarterback who's good. I mean, that's otherwise, what... like you're that team, you're never going to be able to bring in a quarterback yeah. via free agency or trade. It's going to have to be through the draft, which means, you know, unless you're Pat that Mahomes. team's that team's <laughs> probably going to be terrible because. Yeah. Odds are you need a good quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you how, have how to many have times at least competency at quarterback. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we seen it? Like where we have a team that's, you know, up here, all of a sudden they ha- their quarterback is off their rookie deal. They have to pay him. And 
this linebacker, this wide receiver, this running back, this uh, corner are expendable because I had to pay my franchise quarterback. And I'm that's a- why Jared Goff is in uh, is is in Detroit right now. Is I remember mean, it, was uh, t- it was Daniel time to the- pay him. Khalil Mack. You yeah, know, uh, he Khalil he Mack. was he was on the Raiders. He got traded. Everybody was mad. You know, I was mad. I ain't going to lie. I was pissed. Um, but they traded him. And everybody said, ah, the Bears, big boy franchise. They get, they're so much better. And they didn't win anything. <laughs> yeah. And they could never figure out the quarterback. Um, and they it's, had that contract. You know, they had so – it was hard to bring in offensive talent, especially the quarterback. They had to stick with what's his name? Uh was it Cutler still at no, that time? It was, no, it was the 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 guy that they just bailed on before Justin Fields, the the white guy. It's Trubisky. Trubisky. Oh, Trubisky. That's Trubisky. right. The yeah. backup in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Dude. The guy who can't get past Kenny Pickett on the depth chart. Yeah. Yeah, I completely forgot about Trubisky. Um I, hey, real quick though, I, I think Kenny Pickett is gonna is gonna be pretty good. I don't, but okay. <laughs> I, I, I think he's going to be pretty good. We'll see. I um, mean, oh, okay. Tom, Any Tomlin, last points? I was going to say Tomlin rarely misses on, you know, on development. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. If, with the if, Steelers. if Kenny Pickett ends up being something, it'll be because of excellent development by the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin. Yep. Um, but, you know, you can only polish a turd so much. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and on that note, um, I think it's probably about time we uh, we start making some picks for this coming NFL season. Uh, so what we're going to do here is I just want your division winners. I want your wild card uh, for both the AFC and the NFC. And then we're just going to pick Super Bowl champs um, and, and who they're playing in the Super Bowl. So, so um, that's who we're going to go with. And I just uh, I guess we'll. Uh, we'll take turns. I have Tyler's uh, guesses already on my spreadsheet. Uh, so, I, w- I, so I, will, I will announce Tyler's as well. Me and Tyler actually have quite a bit of overlap. It's not quite the same, but there are similarities. To do, you, do you both have the Raiders for the Super Bowl? Because if not, you guys are wrong. Okay, I can be wrong. That's fine. <laughs> are you, are you going to screen share it this time or no? Uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm just going to type it in uh, uh, here. And we can, uh, we, we can put it up on social media after the fact. Uh, I just want to get going so let's start um how about let's start in the afc and let's go uh uh, afc north uh sam daniel who do you got sam go for it man who did you guys pick all right fine i'll go first that's fine i picked the Bengals to win again um tyler also picked the Bengals, so there's your uh rhyming right there daniel's Cincy. You got Cincy as well. All yeah, right. you can't you can't argue with Joe Cool, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah until somebody snatches it. All right. Yeah. Bengals, it is. All four of us are on board the Cincinnati train. All right, AFC South. This one's kind of interesting. Um, couple of real bad teams in there. Uh, I'm the, ready. Yeah. AFC okay, you are? South. Yeah, AFC South. Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars, nice. dude. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, how about you? I'm going to make Pat McAfee proud. I think the Colts are going to come out of that division. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anthony, uh, you, I, I like Anthony Richardson, bro. You're He's... on the Anthony Richardson bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Okay. For sure. Um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of room later in the season if it's actually happening. And uh, uh, I'll be happy to jump on at that point. Oh, definitely. 
all are, all are welcome on any bandwagon. Uh, all right, so um, Tyler actually also picked the Jaguars, and so did I. So um, uh, yeah, the, the three out of four of us have the Jaguars. Daniel's being a, a little fun and picking the Colts. Um, yeah, why not? Different. Yeah, sure. Uh, so for the AFC East, uh, Tyler has the Bills. Sam, who do you got? New York Jets. You got the Jets. Okay. Daniel. I got Miami. Miami. And yeah. I also have the Bills. So um three different teams between the four of us. That's a, that's gonna be a lot of fun. That's a that's a, that's a fun division to watch. Yeah. Um so AFC West time. Uh I picked the Chiefs. Tyler picked the Chiefs. Anybody gonna pick the not Chiefs? I got the Chiefs. I reluctantly have the Chiefs. Yeah. I thought that might happen. So, all right, now let's just, you, you'll just name off your three wild card teams. Tyler has the Jets, Raiders, and Ravens making the playoffs. Um, I choose the Chargers, Jets, and Dolphins to make the playoffs as wild card teams. Uh, Sam, Daniel, who, uh, who wants to go first? Go for it, Sam. I got the Bills as a wild card. Uh-huh. I got the Dolphins as another wild card. Uh-huh. And the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> as the okay. third wild card. All right. I don't blame you for doing it. Yeah. I got the Bills coming in the wild card. Uh-huh. I actually have the Browns in the wild card. Browns, okay. And the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll we'll circle back to your uh, uh, your AFC champion in a little bit. Let's get the the NFC picked out first. Um, so in the NFC, let's turn to the North. Uh, Tyler has the Vikings. I have the Lions as my division winner. I'm going with the Lions. I actually have the Lions as well. I think they're going to surprise people this year. And I, I love they, the, I love Dan they, Campbell, bro. They they ended the year really well last year. They ended it real good, mine. <laughs> I got the Lions as well. I'm really high on the Lions. All right. We got Tyler's the lone wolf with the Vikings. So in the South, uh, both Tyler and I have the Saints. Sam, Daniel, who do we got? I got the Saints. New Orleans. Everybody's on the uh, Saints. All right. Saints. All right. In the East, uh, I have the Eagles. Tyler, unsurprisingly, has the Eagles. Anybody want to pick the not Eagles? Well, I don't know, man. The Eagles are 0-2. They're minus 15. It's the Eagles, man. <laughs> yeah, Eagles. <all>. I, know. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to beat the Georgia defense. So, you know, I, I have to go with the Philadelphia Eagle Bulldogs. Yep. Yeah, the the Beagles. The Beagles. Yeah, the Beagles. Is that the what Beagles. that is? Yeah, we'll uh -huh. go with the Beagles. Yeah, the Beagles. All right, and unsurprisingly to all of you, I'm picking the 49ers. Last week, Tyler and I were very complimentary of each other's teams. He picked the 49ers um, as well. So anybody willing to not pick my team? I got the 49ers. I'm surprised, y'all. I got Seattle. Okay. Seahawks. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, for wildcard teams, Tyler has the Cowboys, Giants, and Lions. So he does still have them making the playoffs. 
Um, I have the Vikings, Cowboys, and Seahawks making the playoffs. So there's the Seahawks showing up again. Um, Sam, who are your wildcard teams? I got the Giants. Uh-huh. I got the Seattle Seahawks. And the Dallas Cowboys going back to the East. All right. And Daniel. This one's a little tough. I mean, obviously the Niners, they, they get in the playoffs regardless. Right. And honestly, I don't see anybody else that sticks out besides the Cowboys and the Giants. Like, I kind I have to agree with Sam on this one. Cowboys and then Giants. All right. So now let's uh, turn to our cha- our AFC champion. Who do you think is going to win the a- the AFC and represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? I got Cincy. I got. I think Joe Burrow is going to figure it out, and I think he's going to lead it. He's going to go to the Super Bowl this year. All right, and Sam. This is a the AFC Super Bowl pick. A- AFC. Who's going to the Super Bowl? Yeah. New York Jets. I think they're getting on the it done, Rogers huh? wagon, dude. Oh wow! Um, both Tyler and I ended up picking the Bills in that one. Uh, sooner or later, that pick is going to be right. Well, you're um, all wrong. <laughs> I personally have Jets Bengals in the AFC Championship game. That's the, I just want to throw that out curveball wow. out there. That, that that would be pure fucking chaos, and if, uh, if, if it'd be a lot of fun. If Sam's pick comes to fruition, bro, and it's it's. The Jets, I want to throw that curveball in there. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. Yeah, that would be wild if that happened. Um, so your NFC champion, I have the 49ers. Tyler has the Eagles. Uh, which way is it going to go, gentlemen? The 49ers. Nice. Somebody watched Hard Knocks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, man, this one's always tough. Do, 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 do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make Tyler smile right now. I have to go with Philly, bro. All right, Eagles getting to the Super Bowl again is your pick. All right, so just to recap, your um in the Super Bowl, I have the Bills playing the 49ers. Tyler has the Bills playing the Eagles. Sam, you have the Jets and the 49ers playing each other. And Daniel, you have Bengals and Eagles. So who's winning that game? I, of course, am going to pick the 49ers. The Why the fuck wouldn't I? Um, Tyler, of course, is picking the Eagles in that game. Uh, he just says, uh, just Daniel, my guy. And he says, dishonor on you, Sam. So Tyler's in the chat, even though he's not on today. So, uh, so that's fun. We're keeping an eye on that. Uh, so Sam, who are you, who do you have winning the Super Bowl? The Jets. Holy shit, Bruh. The, the chaos, the the pure fucking chaos that would happen. Some men just right. want to watch the world burn. Oh, and I'm Jesus. one of them. I love it. Uh, wow. Oh my it's god. Aaron Rodgers with the defense, dude. Aaron Rodgers playing the 49ers who passed on him and who keep beating him when he was in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers finally gets a, it done with the Jets. Um, Aaron Rodgers with a bro. Top, I would need top I would need my screaming pillow. I, 
I would need my screaming pillow on hand and, uh, if that happens, man. And who did they just added another weapon who's also like a veteran who's not done? Dalvin yeah, Cook. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. It's, it's not like he's done. He just that's a, that's has a, a very running back. Running back core, though. Yeah. Ty- Tyler wants to know what's in that beer. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. <laughs> good you call. Some? That's a good call. Uh, Daniel, who do you have as your Super Bowl champion? So my situation is Cincy and Philly, right? Yep, that is correct. I'm sorry, Tyler, but Cincy. I, I want to see Joe Burrow win a ring, bro. Oh uh, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. That that uh that's that celebration would be uh legit. Joe Burrow, sure. him, him yeah. Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, all winning a ring, bro. Uh, yeah, uh, keep keep mixing away from literally everybody because he'll probably fight somebody. Um, get himself suspended again. Jesus. All right, so. Uh, that is that'll do it for our picks. Uh, we will post them on social media later. But just to recap, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm picking my guys. Tyler's picking his guys. Sam is picking the Jets. Daniel's picking the Bengals uh, to go all the way and win the whole just on chat thing. Oh yeah. Okay. So we we have completed the football portion of the podcast. It's time to bring it down bring our moods down a little bit the oakland a's actually had a pretty good week which is actually not what we really want for them but that's okay uh they they end up going two and one against kansas city and then they uh, they split the series two two uh at chicago against the white Sox. this week they have three games at seattle and three versus the la angels they are currently 38 wins and 93 losses Dead last in the American League, two and a half games back of Kansas City right now. And the Giants, they had another bad week. They've fallen into third in the NL West. They are fourth in the wild card standings, which means if the playoffs started, they do not make the playoffs as of today. They're a game and a half back of Arizona at the moment. They they drop two out of three against uh in Philly, and they drop they come back home, play Atlanta, and drop two out of three. They salvage uh, on Sunday night baseball a win there. So they have three versus Cincinnati, four at San Diego. This is this was a really tough stretch uh, of games for the uh, uh, for the Giants, and they went five and ten in their last fifteen. That is not good for a team trying to make the playoffs. Uh, sucks to sucks to not you know it sucks right now to be a Giants fan a little bit. You're watching it all all slip away. Um, welcome to our life as A's fans. Yeah, I, you know, I think we kind of called it, right? We, you know, yeah. as we've been covering the Giants, we kind of said, like, at some point, they're probably going to fall back to what statistics say. And I think they're closer to the team of what they were last year. And the 90-plus win team was kind of the outlier. Yeah, uh, we, they went, what is that, 107? Was that how many wins they had in 2021? Yeah, it was, I it think was you're something right. ridiculous yeah, it like was, that. It was something crazy. Um. Yeah, and and then they were a 500 team last year, and I think I think you know, south of 90, north of 80 is probably more what I expected from them. I think I said that right at, at the beginning of the year, and they're kind of trending that way right now. They were a lot higher up, and they just started falling back to earth a little bit. I mean, it's kind of hard to win games when your last four series are against playoff caliber teams, and two of those team, two of those series were against the Braves, which are. Dude, like you're you're not gonna win many games like that, bro. Like yeah. it's 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 gonna be a you're you're gonna have to yeah. grit and grind for those. 
Yeah, this um, is this is a really tough stretch. But if you're going to be in the playoffs, if you're going to make noise in the playoffs, you got to at least get a few wins. Like if they if they came out of like this stretch, and also Cincinnati is like tied with them for fourth, so they're like in the hunt for wild card as well. So this is no slouch that they got coming into their house. If they, I mean, so like an 18 game stretch, including these three against Cincinnati, if they go, you know, nine and nine, eight and ten, even. Like they, they'd have to basically sweep Cincinnati to get to eight and ten over the last eighteen games, um, which is going to be kind of hard. Then, when... Well, I mean, they got That's swept tough. by the A's in Oakland, but you got swept by mathematically the worst team in baseball to double A team. Then you they lose the series against the Angels, okay, in Anaheim, but then you come home and Bochi kicks your butt. <laughs> <laughs> you lose that. You lose the then series you against lose, the Rays. Then you lose against the Rays, the Braves, who you're going to have to play. If you're going to win the World Series, you may have to get through the Rays. So, I mean, they are just – Through the Braves, you mean. Well, if they get to the World Series, they're going to have to play the Rays. Maybe. I'm, potentially is what I'm saying. Yeah. And everybody, everybody on the schedule right now is a playoff caliber team. So – you, clearly your your record of these past 15 games or 20 games or so you're not good enough yeah yep. and know, then the, the roster is just not good enough the 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 saber metrics and the whole you know percentages and the money ball and all that stuff it only gets you so far you know you got to have players hit you got to have players bunt and steal and play the game and even even in an analytic era like the best teams are going to win. You know, what Kansas city did was a, was a extreme oddity. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and it's kind of hard to salvage your season. I mean, you, you're going to pick up, a, you, you have to pick up wins against Colorado. I mean, those are foregone conclusions, but the fact that two of your last, last three series are against the Dodgers, it doesn't look well, doesn't look good. Cause let's face it in the NL West, the Dodgers are one of the hottest teams in baseball. Yeah. Uh, speaking uh, another team that's actually been really hot. And I did want to bring this up. Um, the Seattle Mariners are in first place in the AL West. That's insane, bro. Jesus. The nine and one in their last 10 games. They, they've just been on fire. Uh, the Rangers are, they, they've gone one and nine. They've got done literally the exact opposite. The Rangers are falling back to earth a little bit. The Astros are right there too. Um, yeah, the the Rangers and Astros are basically tied. Uh, the the Astros have two more games played. They have one more win, one more loss. So, um, Seattle Seattle just kind of came for them, and all of a sudden they're they're in front by half a game right now. Oh no, full game. Excuse me. Uh, that's wild. Like nobody really saw that coming. I think no. we were burying them, uh, we did. and here they are. You know, back from the dead. Good for them. Good for Seattle. I think I picked the Astros to win the division, but I, I, after seeing the season, I would not be surprised if uh, Texas gets it back together and, and Bochi <laughs> pulls them through this. Yeah, yeah I, don't know. I don't know. Um, I would like to see Seattle back in the playoffs because that would be the first time in like in ages that I, I've seen Seattle in the playoffs. I think since maybe like maybe even since the Griffey years. Because yeah, I know Ichiro. Ichiro, Ichiro years too. His That's first right. year. His yeah, first Ichiro's year. Ichiro's first year. They were pretty good, and they they made the playoffs in 2021. 
I mean, 20, 2001, excuse me. Dude, that's a long time, like, in a in a playoff drought. Yeah, they well, they made the playoffs last year, uh, but then they got bounced quickly. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so, so if they make the playoffs in back-to-back years, that'll be the first time, and I don't fucking remember how long, man. Like, so <laughs> good for them. Still wild how quickly they turn that around. I know. That's, that's, yeah, literally out of nowhere. They caught lightning in a bottle. Good for them. Um, I still okay. can't believe the Cardinals dropped this badly this year. <laughs> yeah, the Cardinals Dude. really um, shit the bed, man. That, that That's so bad. Um, the Padres also were a shocker. I think we all had them at least making the playoffs. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah, the, these. But uh, they're a weird team. I'm looking at their stuff right now. Like, they, they put up runs. They got a plus 53, but they're only 61 and 70. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it's just it, yeah. When you, you you win the close games and then you uh you lose the blowouts, I think is is oh no no I got that backwards. You, yeah, they're you winning win and, the blowouts, you win big, and, then, yeah. and then you lose all the close games, and that's that's how that happens, man. Yeah, um, I mean, I think all the teams that have like large payrolls are struggling. It's the Padres, the the Yankees, the you know the Mets went on a fire sale at the trade deadline. You know, money money doesn't buy. Yeah, the Yankees lost like what nine in a row or some. Yeah, crazy something I mean, like they're, that. They're dead last in their they're, division. They're, they're also two and eight in their last ten. I'm looking at it right now. Um, the Orioles just being like like basically maintaining their if they win one more game, they clinch a winning season. Yeah, it's it's still fucking August, man. Uh, that's crazy to me. The, the the Orioles literally are the definition of coming out of nowhere. Um. They were not on anybody's radar. At least Seattle, we kind of had them on the radar because last year they did make the playoffs. And the, so, so I mean, that that doesn't really surprise me that they're doing well. It surprised me how they turned it around because they weren't doing well before. But Orioles, you know, just going out front and fucking staying there. Good yeah. for them, man. Jesus. Okay. So that's, that's enough praise for baseball. It's time to start raging. Um, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> um so um, man yeah go ahead yeah. sorry uh, let, let, let's let's set the table um fish face finally spoke to the media for the first time as an owner after 18 oh. fucking years he said that the cell shirts and the chance hurt his feelings um uh, he gave three interviews in total one to the las vegas review journal one to raj mathai at nbc 11 went soft yeah, he did go soft. soft. And then uh, ESPN kind of had, a, I, I guess, a uh, article as well and uh, <clears throat> pieced together some of the other stuff that other people said as well, uh, along with Fish Face. So, uh, table is set. Sam, you're hydrating real quick. Get a little, uh, get your sip in there because um, it's time to go off, my man. Uh, let's go. Let's do the... this. Anybody want some popcorn? Yeah. <laughs> Just the. I mean, it, it, to me, it just proves everything that we've been talking about, like all of the stuff, the Harpo, that John Fisher just whined and complained and wouldn't shut the fuck up to just get whatever he wanted. We're just seeing it. Now he's just going to all the media outlets that the only, they're, these are the only ones that are going to listen to me and spin it my way. He's, he's a crybaby child. It's like he's literally a child only. No, but it hurt my feelings that they wore this shirt. It hurt. You know, like literally sitting on a couch complaining he's so about fucking this. fucking soft. 
He's soft as Charmin, man. And then Jesus. to not even go against a reporter that is going to have some pushback, that is going to yeah. have some follow-ups. Instead, you go to you go to the t- the toilet roll reporter who who's advocating for you to go over there. And two, Raj Mathai, who just you're a local guy, went soft, dude. Yeah, you could have been the hero go to- of the bay. You he's not going to see Casey. He, he's not coming to Casey. Exactly. He wouldn't even like like he wouldn't even go to Brody, who like uh, uh, you know works kind of for the team, but kind of not. I mean, but Brody would have actually asked some you know some fairly pressing questions. I think if you're and I think Raj that's Mathai, why he didn't. If you're Raj Mathai, whatever equity you had with any Oakland fan is gone. You had the one shot. Just one solid follow-up question. And you and you couldn't it. even do it. Not one. You went soft. So yeah. equity gone. I never seen a reporter who just like went from a like a you know, a local news sports guy who just kind of covers the daily daily stuff to just like people being pissed off at. Like that was like the most softball interview ever. You know, yeah. if you yeah. wanted to make a name for yourself, if you wanted to do something to push media forward or push the fandom forward or actually do something, you would do journalism some justice. Have some follow up questions. Be prepared for the interview. Instead, you just you laid out his story. You, he, you, you went off of a script of questions that he approved. Like, come on, it's soft. Should yeah. be called out. It's weak. Yeah, K- Casey Pratt uh, really uh, on his YouTube channel has really called out a lot of this. Because uh, you well. know who I got respect for, obviously Casey Pratt, but Larry Beal on ABC, he he brings the smoke to to John Fisher. He wouldn't he wouldn't have gone soft. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't, and that's why weak. they didn't get the interview, man. Right. That's why they didn't get the interview. Uh, they, he John found Fisher's something chicken comfortable. Shit. Yeah, chicken he, shit. He found something comfortable and and he was able to get his narrative out and i mean it i know we've said this a thousand times but i do want to reiterate that i think they the april 19th uh nighttime announcement came because oakland was getting way too close to actually being able to pull it off and so then he had to pull the ripcord uh when they were about to you know have that summit and try to hammer out the last little bit of details oakland is now acquired was it like 420 something million in infrastructure funding? Um, and they've got a little bit more coming on the way. They're going to have about $500 million in infrastructure going into Jack Lennon square. And it's all grants. It's not putting the budget at risk for the city. This is all stuff that is going to get spent at Jack Lennon square regardless. and Howard terminal. Anyway. Regardless. So, so it's a win-win for the city at this point. If, um, if, if, the owners decide to like, you know, veto the move and he has to end up selling that, that, that's, that money's all there already. Like the deal is basically in place at this point. They're, they're about $36 million short, according to uh, Brody Brazil's math. How much? On his channel. 36, three, <laughs> six million, like, like, like 36 million for a billionaire, you know, a multi-billionaire, if, if you actually are a billionaire and not just family is a billionaire, you know? Yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing, Vince. He was in the interview, and when asked about financing the stadium and how you're going to pay for it and blah, 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 it was always my family, me and my family. 
So, I mean... Yeah, Doris, go get your fucking kid. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, man. Oakland, you don't... you, you know, Oh, it's interesting, right? Like, the people who are screaming the loudest that Oakland fails and can't get it done, and in some regards, I'm one of those people, you know? And there's a lot of things that I think the city needs to do better at, but that's that would be a different show. It's a sports show. They lined up the money. <laughs> they did their part. Oakland you don't have to is, like how they did it or right. the timeline of it, but the money is there. Yeah. In the end, the A's are not going to be in Oakland anymore because John Fisher didn't want the A's to be in Oakland anymore. Right. We said it a year ago. If right. this falls flat because the city of Oakland kept every time they put up an obstacle, the city kept knocking it down using creative methods without putting the budget at risk. And they kept doing it over and over every time. And it got to the point where John Fisher was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to actually build this, you know, $12 billion, whatever it was. I think this like, is all a game of, yeah. of billion dollar chicken. It was mm -hmm. all about just who's who's going to abort. And yeah. Fisher aborted. Because and, I think he yeah. saw what you're exactly what you're saying, Vince, is they were going to approve all of this. They were they were ready to execute a binding agreement. They were ready to break ground and yada, yada, yada. And he backed out because he's like, wait a minute. That means I'm going to have to come up with X amount of millions of dollars and I don't have it. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so yeah, I think he aborted. He pulled yeah. the ripcord. And that's why he's taking a really shitty deal. In Las Vegas, um, because he don't he own can, the land, he he's, don't he own can, the stadium. He can get it done. He he can get that project done in Vegas. He's capable of that. He's not capable of the deal that he was trying to put in at Howard Terminal. Um, and it, it's the deal that I know somebody like maybe Joe Lacob is capable of getting done. And also, he, he's you don't have to build it all at once either. You can build the fucking stadium. And then, you know, a year later, build, you know, a couple extra things and then build some apartments like three years down the road. It doesn't have to all be done immediately. Yeah, the Giants are still seeing... developing. Exactly. The Giants <laughs> are still fucking developing. Padres are too, later. dude. I mean, yeah. they, like yeah. the way that Peckle Park is set up, it's like you have the Gaslamp District like right there. Mm -hmm. You have all the hotels and even like some condos that overlook the outfield. But like it's all still in development. Like they're still kind of like doing oh, yeah. around over there dude yeah i mean it's... i was the last time i was there was about five years ago and i mean it's it, it it's happening there's a lot of good shit happening it's there dope. but they yeah. are still you know developing it even more they're still putting money into it and that's where and, we met daniel yeah <laughs> that's where you guys met daniel i still haven't actually officially in person but yeah yeah that's where we all met yeah it was yeah. dope bro like and i was and i was even saying dude like i honestly like i love dodger stadium I hate the history of it and what happened and how, mm -hmm. you know, my people were pushed out, but I love, like, I love where Dodger stadium is at. I just wish that we could build, you know, restaurants, townhomes, things like around the stadium, kind of similar, develop to the how, area. Yeah. Develop yeah. the area kind of similar to how, you know, other stadiums have developed, but you know, I understand why you can't realistically do it because it's in a residential area, but you know, I mean, this is a problem that, is not just John Fisher. We've been saying it on this show for a long, long, long time. And even in various versions of, of this show, Vince, mm -hmm. where I, yeah. 
You know, we've been saying, you know, a third of the league are kind of like John Fisher's. Like, we went down the list multiple times. You know, we're seeing it now with Baltimore. They're the best team in the American League, and the owner can't get out of his own way and, you know, won't sign a lease with the city of Baltimore to stay in Camden Yards. Instead, he wants he's trying to leverage to take the stadium down and develop everything around it. He wants to rebuild Camden Yards. Um, and there's talk that he's going to go to Nashville. And now uh, the Milwaukee Brewers owners upset with his stadium and he wants upgrades. Of course, and, yeah. So, Rockies owner yeah, too. Is, like, yeah. yeah there's, mean, yeah, yeah. It's there's never several, several teams now. I mean, Brody put a video up less than a week ago about like, he literally went through eight different teams and their, they, how they have in the last year, threatened or hinted or even sideways glanced at possible relocation you have the white Sox, you have the brewers even the fucking orioles who are you know like we just talked about how good they've been but their ownership is trash um the angels have their problems in anaheim and kansas city's looking to build a new complex uh in downtown arizona needs a new stadium apparently their their roof is leaking uh, right on yeah. top of the mound that's not good and of course the tampa bay rays who seem to always be forgotten about because the a's keep taking the heat um right. but like tampa bay is in just as bad of shape stadium wise as the a's and but you know uh, they keep like they're a little bit under the radar right now because john fisher is a fucker as those as those owners in baltimore and kansas city and tampa bay and whatever um you know, it it's the A situation is bringing attention to those things, you know, and this sell the team movement and what's going on in Oakland is growing into other fan bases. And it's, you know, the, the, the toothpaste out of the tube and fans are now waking up to the financials of baseball. And I, I don't see this problem going away. Like, I think it's going to get, get larger. The, you know, politicians are still working on this, uh, the Moneyball Act, uh, so that MLB baseball could potentially lose uh, their, their antitrust law protection. Um, they said that they, you know, needed this antitrust so that uh, they wouldn't move. And now they're threatening moves. So they're, they're, there's potentially a lot changing in the in the federal laws as well, um, but no city should be held hostage to choose education, hospitals, police, uh, city infrastructure to keep a team. You know the a the city of Oakland has done more than enough to keep the A's in Oakland, and John Fisher needs to do his part. This is the deal in sight he wanted. If you can't write the check, okay, cool. You, you write the check that you can write, and then we'll scale it down that's proportionate to that check. I mean, it's that simple. But instead, like Vince said, he's choosing to to take a worse deal to save face because he, he, he doesn't want to spend a dime. That's the thing is that he doesn't want to spend a dime. He wants the city to build everything. That's what he wants. He doesn't want to spend not one penny on building this thing. And this, we know they didn't lose money last season. They made money. We saw the Forbes report. We saw all of that stuff. So 
He's lying. He's lying to you. You know, kind of like how, and I'm, I remember I made this point, like, when I first started, like, coming around. Kind of how you're able to fire a coach for doing a bad job, fire a GM, a VP, a scout. There should be something in place that says if your team is not successful after X amount of years, you should be forced to sell the team. And I understand there's not a lot of billionaires out there who are willing to buy a franchise. I completely get it. But the fact that these guys use professional sports as like kind of like kind of like as, as money laundering in a sense where they're just like using it as their own personal ATM. It's it does a disservice to the sport and it does a disservice to the fan base. And, you know, guys like John Fisher shouldn't have been allowed to own a team to begin with. You know, that's in hindsight. Nobody knew that John Fisher would be like this. But, you know, the fact that you guys are paying the price for a shoddy owner is it's bullshit. Plain and simple. I mean, I think I think, you know, the league, I don't know. I think you're right. We we couldn't predict the future, but I I don't I don't think they cared. You know, I I just if having John Fisher in the league, a third of them are the same. Yep. You know, a third of like you know, a third of them are exactly like John Fisher. They don't want to spend a dime. Pittsburgh, the city of Pittsburgh helped them build that stadium, and he don't spend a dime. I mean, Dodger fans, we're not exempt from this. We went through this shit with Frank McCourt. Frank McCourt, yeah. So. I don't know. It, it's interesting. What's uh, now? I think the other thing is, um, I do think MLB is going to approve their relocation to Las Vegas, um, but at the same time, if the A's go to Las Vegas, I don't think any team is going to threaten. They're not going to leverage. You know, the Royals aren't going to say, "Well, fine, we're going to Oakland." You know, because one, I think the fan base in Oakland would be so scorned that we wouldn't want a relocated team. I think the, the voice yeah, would be so all. loud that mm-hmm. we do not want a relocated team. If a if MLB is coming back to Oakland, it's going to be because it's it's an expansion team, like it's a brand new team. You know, clean um, slate, clean. You know, yeah. um, I'd rather have no history than somebody else's history at this. Exactly. Point. Um, so I I don't know. I think if, if teams start relocating again, I don't think this is like the back in the day when, when the A's and Giants started coming out here in the sixties and whatnot. Mm. I think I think it's different. The the media era, the internet era, it's totally different. And people talk about these things. People have friends and family and, and relationships in other cities. Um I think they see how deep these wounds are. Uh, that relocation causes. Um, so I, I just don't see MOB moving two, three, four, five franchises and then adding two more. I mean, this you would know. be the this would be the first team to move since what the Expos to Washington, yep. and then like, before that, and then before it was that, 1971. Like, so it's been more than 50 years. You've had one reload. Yeah, and I 71 mean, was the Senators becoming the Rangers. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly who that was. Yeah, and like... and that senators team existed because ten years beforehand, the first senators team moved to Minnesota to become the Twins, and then they got an expansion team right away. Um, after that, and so then ten years later, 
you know, Washington, Washington lost two teams in a decade, man. That's rough. And yeah, I'm just, it, it, it's, it's so frustrating. Just to put a, a final touch on this A's and Fisher thing. Um, it was, uh, there is some more information going around that, the, you know, the A's want to stay in Oakland. Um, and now Shang Tao is saying, well, yeah, you could stay in Oakland as long as when you leave the A's name and legacy and all of that stuff stays in Oakland. Oh, I like um, that. So, and and that know. would fast track an expansion uh, owner I, as well. Yeah, I think if the A's uh, yeah. stuff stayed in Oakland, um, a new owner would uh, an expansion ball club. And I, you know, honestly, and, at this point, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Like, and you don't even build, to... John Fisher. Just, just go. Yeah. Take your expansion team, and then we'll get the new A's. <laughs> yeah. In, in all honesty, like you, you've got a, uh, you got a plan in place, basically, at Howard Terminal. Or yeah. if if you don't like that, the current site, you know, if right. you want to build just a stadium, that one exists too. There's still plenty of room to build there as well. So I mean. That kind of it kind of sounds like what happened in the NBA. How like the Hornets went to New Orleans, and then the Charlotte Bobcats rebranded back to the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- there was that one year where it was the Bobcats and the Pelicans, and uh, uh because they they changed the name to the Pelicans, they didn't want to like have the the Hornets name like so quickly, you know, uh, yep. uh, you know, over they they wanted to give a little bit of a cushion, but. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll work out. Bye, John Fisher. I think it's uh yeah. fuck John Fisher o'clock, guys. Yeah, I think so. Oh, it's yeah, right around sure. fuck John Fisher o'clock. Yeah. It's that means it's time to move on to something else before our heads explode. <laughs> That's um, true. Yeah, let's go. So uh l- let's just talk real quick. The women's world cup, Spain won it. They, you know, they, they played well, but the chaos that has ensued since. There was the um the the president I think of of Spain's like federation he you know he basically he 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 assaulted one of his players he kissed her and she didn't want it and um and now like his mom is on a hunger strike in a church because they're treating my baby bad and God I get to do that voice twice in one episode which is not a lot but it's more often than I thought it would be What is um, it with rich and titled people lately I don't know man That's it's they've been untouchable for you know ever and now all of a sudden people are saying hey maybe don't assault people especially on camera on a stage where the entire fucking world is watching don't assault people period like yeah well period but like especially if there's a camera and then you're gonna deny anything bad happened like come on dude no first he tried he tried to flip the narrative to try to say Mm -hmm. that it was consensual and i'm like Really? Because from her reaction, that didn't look consensual at all, my dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have that on camera. We have interviews after the fact. Um, yeah, uh, Jenny Hermosa is her name, uh, by the way, too. Uh, she's the victim here, and uh, fuck that guy. So, uh, and his mom like wailing in a church, like locking herself in a church. Uh, just, it's come on. If you're gonna be in a church, pray for something that actually matters. I don't know, world peace, uh, end hunger. I don't know something. Do something actually useful with your time in there instead of complaining that your son's being treated unfairly because he assaulted a woman on stage. I don't want to open up that can of worms, so I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Uh, So the earthquakes lost 3-0 at Sporting Kansas City. 
They're currently nine wins, eight losses, eight draws. They're sixth in the Western Conference. They got two games this week uh, on Wednesday against the Galaxy, on Saturday against uh, Minnesota. So uh, a chance for a lot of points on the board. Um, see what, see how it goes. Uh, Wrexham actually had a draw uh, at Barrow. That was a 1-1 draw. They are currently in 16th place, uh, well above the line. Um, maybe need to start scoring some more goals and, uh, uh, you know, get some wins on the board. That'll be uh, very beneficial. Keep them in, uh, in EFL 2. Uh, going um, forward something unrelated lafc yeah. plays their first game against inter miami oh yeah so we got messi coming to town a little messy yeah and you want to know how much the cheapest tickets are going for i'm gonna say 650 sam oh uh 850 cheapest i saw were for 585 585 okay and the so, nose bleeds yeah uh that that makes sense that tracks um Messi basically scores every time, every game. Dude. Miami is in second to last place because they they won their first MLS game since he showed up. Um, they they won that uh that the 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 chant the the league's cup, and now they've uh uh Tyler guessed fifteen hundred. Uh, sorry, but a little too high. Uh, but for good seats, it's going to be at least fifteen hundred. Yeah, sure. definitely. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh yeah, he's uh I'm wondering if he got there in time to get Miami into the playoffs. They just have to get to the nine seed. After that, who knows what happens if 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 Messi's able to take the the literal bottom dweller and get them into the MLS Cup playoffs, who knows what happens then at that point? Like all bets are off. Yeah, eleven goals point. in nine games. That's that's not bad, man. Yeah. They are uh, gonna miss him for three games though, because I think he goes on international duty. Uh, Ooh, yeah yeah so can they survive the three games without him is the question dun, dun, uh, dun. based on the fact that they were in dead fucking last when he joined the team <laughs> i'm gonna say they probably don't survive those three games without him can they i mean but they also had like two games in hand on everybody else in the league so there's extra games to be played for miami and we'll see we'll see if they can turn it around if it, it, like if there's enough time for them to get into the playoffs that's that's the real question i have is um is there enough time and i think there might be i think there might be um, um, it'll be close it'll be close but so i just rechecked the ticket section just for shits and giggles yeah the cheapest now is 650 oh on the nose yes i'm gonna go play the lotto <laughs> best of luck to you may the odds yeah, forever know, be in right? your favor the same same, same idea right yeah. uh, getting messy tickets is like playing the lotto at this point um all right let's get disappointed one more time uh, uh the the headline of this is rip pac 12 we're gonna keep we're gonna talk about the pac 12 just a, uh. a little bit just diving real quick um the big 12 has said that they're interested in adding the four remaining pac 12 schools if the acc plan falls through and speaking of which, the ACC is expected to vote soon, maybe as soon as tonight, on whether to invite Cal, Stanford, and SMU uh, to join the, to join the ACC. Part of that is like ESPN contracts; they have to have at least fifteen teams in the ACC, and there there's like some schools that are uh, possibly leaving. And it sounds like one of the schools maybe is changing their mind on whether. Uh, to allow them in or not. And so that's why the vote's actually happening. Uh, so if if the vote actually happens, it'll 
the Del Pass and Stanford and Cal will be part of the Atlantic Coast Conference. So um, that pisses me off, but um, Pac-12 did it to itself, dude. Yeah, like... Pac-12 really shit the bed, and at this point, I don't, you know, it's it's just you're trying to make the best of a bad situation. Um, find find the right turd to polish at this point uh, to bring back in a little callback there for you. That's a euphemism. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, so so it's it, it it ends up being all about money and. If Stanford and Cal can remain, you know, power conference schools, uh, even if their football teams are shit, you know, I guess more money to them and whatever. Uh, I'm I'm finding it hard to really spin this positively. It's just it's 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 shit for the student athletes, man. I just hate the whole situation. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't I mean, do just it. The- yeah. Just the travel itself is going to be a pain in the ass, dude. Because mm-hmm. you know, having to go from coast to coast, it's it's not easy, bro. No, I mean, pro six hour flights, man. Pro, I mean, I I fucking hate six hour flights. I hated my flight from LA to where did I go to Indiana? Mm. I mean, that was like a what four hour flight, and I was hating life. I mean, I could there, just imagine, yeah. Like, I could just imagine a student athlete having to go cross country for a game, dude. So mm-hmm. audit tests in like 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 some gym like you know before you 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 go out you know to play fucking basketball too like it's it's not just football it's everything affected it's literally it's, every sport it's so. basketball it's it's women's volleyball it's softball it's baseball it's everything water think, polo water polo too i think too now that with the football side there's just so much money in these divisions and super conferences and bowl games and there's billions of dollars being generated and it's clearly the minor league system of the NFL. Yeah. And now Harbaugh's out here talking about change the rules where players are getting paid and get being broke off the equity in the, in the football program. So it's, I don't know, man, it, it's, it's just college football has just killed itself in a way like it's I mean, bigger than ever, but then it's also like not, it, it's a semi, it's a pro league, semi pro league. Yeah. It really is. I mean, there was always talks about teams that were colleges that were thinking about breaking away from the NCAA and like creating their own super conference. And I remember, you know, UCLA, SC, Texas, Bama, Auburn, LSU, Michigan State, Ohio State, like all these big schools were thinking about coming together. And now we're kind of seeing like this remnant of it. And the only reason I think the NCAA is still like governing it, so to speak, is because you know, the likeness and the NIL deals that are going through now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So that was a bummer note to end the show on. Um, you guys have anything else to add or uh, are we all set for today? I'm good. Yeah. Thank you um, all for joining. It's great to do the show. Preseason is over. Real, real football is next. That's right. Let's get excited. Yay. Football. Yeah, a C. Give me a C. Give me a T. Give me an E. What is? Oh shit! I did it to again. I <laughs> made myself sad. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Daniel. Thanks for hopping on with us again today. Uh, Tyler is about to get married in a few days, and so he's in the uh, the throes of last minute planning. So congratulations, Tyler. Uh, looking forward to uh, to the big day. You know, so uh, uh, good good for you. Yeah, love you, bud. Congrats, T. All right. Um, 
So on that note, you're listening to the SVT podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell to get alerts when we go live. Follow us on Instagram and X at SVT Sports Pod. Uh, at SVT Sports Pod. I hated myself for saying that. Slide into our DMs. We would love to interact with you. Oh, oh.